Welcome everyone to Streams After Midnight. I am Pierre, and joining me, as always, is Teddy. I'm your co-host now. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking about that line, don't you worry. Um, mm. So this is... You know, our horror movie podcast, I should probably say that first. <laughs> it's also the October thon. It is October, we have a bunch of extra episodes. And this is kind of a, a, a big ending, much like we did with uh, Friday the 13th. We have been working through the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise for the last two years. We started in October 27... Was it 2017? Well, three years. It's been three... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess it has been. Uh, Nightmare had a lot of big pauses because it had to sync up with like uh, mm-hmm. Jason when it came to like Freddy vs Jason, so we were kind of trying to space them out so that it would go, you know go alongside that. Uh, this, of course, is the final entry as of yet uh, in the franchise. I'm sure there'll be more at some point, but this is a Nightmare on Elm Street: The Remake from 2010, uh, starring Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger. We also have Rooney Mara and a bunch of other CW people, uh, which we'll <laughs> talk about. And I'm not even just saying that because the little CW people, no multiple actors in this are on cw shows or have been on cw shows and of course the the one that i think people always forget about but uh clancy brown is in this yeah slumming it one might yeah. say slumming it so <laughs> this is the name of street remakes the end of a, a long journey for us and notably unlike tim i had never seen this i some <gasps> i somehow avoided this up until now wow <laughs> And I'm glad, I'm glad I did. I'm glad, because, you know, mm. when it came out, I didn't want to go see it because it looked like shit. Like, I almost did at mm-hmm. one point, and I said, you know what, I don't really want to see it. I'll see, I know I'll see it eventually for completion's sake, but mm-hmm. I don't, and I'm glad that I never <laughs> got around to it because it meant that this wasn't a second time. It meant that I didn't have to watch it a second time. <laughs> Unlike you, you sad son of a bitch. <clears throat> oh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Yes, we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers. Uh, before I start the review, mm-hmm. I'll need to do a bit of shelling here. We're on YouTube. Best way to support everything we do on YouTube and keep more screams after midnight coming is hit the like button. Uh, mm-hmm. More people will find us that way. Uh, okay, end of shelling. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel dirty and ashamed of my life. Um, so, <laughs> spoiler-free first, of course. Uh, Nightmare on mm-hmm. Street. I mean, it's a remake of the first one, so there's not really much to say in terms of the premise mm-hmm. outside, unless you don't know what Nightmare on Elm Street is. Freddy Krueger hunts uh, teenagers in their mm-hmm. sleep, and if he kills you in the sleep, mm-hmm. in the dream, you die in real life. That's the premise, <laughs> right? That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's differences, of course. For example, there's no cop dad, uh, which is mm-hmm. odd because obviously John Saxon just passed away, who played the cop dad in the original film. But, uh, well, I say he just passed away. Uh, we recorded this uh, at the start of August, <laughs> just for, for yeah. reference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's sunny outside, because it's still summer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so there's no cop character uh, for a star, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of differences, of course. There's definitely some moments they kind of redo from the original. <coughs> uh, we'll get mm-hmm. into some of them in spoilers, and you know, we'll talk about that stuff. But um, general feelings, though, if you would mm-hmm. like to kick us off timothy oh boy um well let me let me just kind of start by uh, let me tell you about my day yesterday <laughs> oh I, god oh this is always a good sign <laughs> i so i i got up early i got up at 6 a.m because uh I was, I was gonna put in some overtime at work i worked for about uh four hours then uh you know, then me and the missus, we went grocery shopping, which, 
you know, is never a fun thing <laughs> to do, you know, during these times. And, uh, you know, and then I, we, I started doing this new thing where, you know, I've been cleaning a lot during a quarantine and, it, you know, it's been taking up so much of my day that I decided that the, the first Saturday of the month, that's going to be like my big cleaning day. That's when I like, I mm -hmm. do a deep clean of the whole house. So then I, you know, after I had lunch, I spent like the next five, six hours just straight <laughs> cleaning my house. And then... Yeah, after all that of my, my day, I'm very tired, uh, did not get a lot of sleep. I've been on my feet all day cleaning. It's it's also very hot now at this point, so it's you've been very sweaty. And then I have to sit down and watch this movie. <laughs> a, and, you know, I you may not know this about me, but I like to watch bad movies sometimes. And... um. I know that's kind of surprising. Oh yeah, I... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I've never <laughs> never considered that for a second. Timothy V. Goatman <laughs> even... enjoys bad movies. But like even like movies that like I don't like every now and again I do get a uh, kind of like an itch to be like maybe I should go back and like check this out again. Maybe I I wasn't mm. fair on it. Maybe after a couple of years of you know um a decade, yeah. even one may yeah. say, in this case. <laughs> yeah, in this case, yeah, ten years. Um, but you know, sometimes with distance, you reevaluate things. And uh, but suffice it to say, this was not one that I was happy to revisit. I I don't think I saw it in theaters. Maybe I did, but I don't. I think you know, eventually I, I saw it, uh, and I just remember just absolutely hating it. It's uh, and then yeah, watching it again for the second time in ten years, uh, my feeling has not changed. I think this is just absolutely awful in every like every way you can think of it's uh first of all it's an extremely unnecessary remake uh like yeah i mean you know me i love nightmare i think the first nightmare is like a pretty much perfect like you know amazing horror film and it's completely unnecessary to remake it but they just take every ounce of charm out of it they like you said they some of the like you know like scares or set pieces from the first one they try to recreate here and it's just so abysmal like they use cgi for so much of it and it just looks absolutely like yeah, tacky the, 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 and the first, horrible yeah, the first big one just on that subject is <clears throat> the uh you know coming through the wall you know above the <clears throat> bed right they <clears throat> do that in this but it's all cgi and it looks like it, shit versus the looks... original where they built like a wall that had like a fabric <clears throat> and like they actually had them push through the wall and it it looks <clears throat> great in that movie it looks great. And this is yeah, yeah. No, it looks absolutely phenomenal. And then they just decided to make a shittier version. And it's 2010. It's not like this is when we just started using computers. You know, <laughs> it's like there's no reason why it should look this bad. And then uh, the characters are all so shitty and unlikable and like caricatures. Like they all feel like they just took like a truck from like the CW and just like, <laughs> you know, got all the actors <laughs> to come in and just drive to the studio. Hey, one of the actors uh, in this is a, from a, a prestigious television show called Arrow. You may have heard of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and yeah, they're just all stupid. And it's just like such a, um, like, I, I think, uh, I, I do blame Watchmen a little bit for this movie. Cause I feel like for some reason after that movie, we all had like, uh, whatever his name is fever was it james o'lee hurley or whatever I'm jack, jackie <laughs> <Earl Haley. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, she's playing playing Friday. Uh, so here's, I feel like, here's my. Thing. I feel like when we heard that, just one thing about that. Like, I feel like when we heard that casting, we were all kind of like, yeah, we can see him doing this. And I just think he's absolutely horrible. I I hate his Friday. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Oh yeah, uh, but, his delivery is not good in this. And but th- this is going to be a therapeutic podcast, I think, because I'm, I'm just going to. I mean, I think. This is just awful. I, I hate so many things about him. And I think we're gonna we'll go into detail about all the 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 shit. But I mean, that's enough out of me though. We can I'm interested to see what yes. you thought about it. Uh, so I watched this on stream earlier in the week. Okay. Um, and I had a lot of technical issues at the start of it, which I won't go into. But okay. <laughs> if you if you check out the TV news from the very from the second of August, uh, you'll hear mm. me complain about my technical issues for about ten minutes okay. on that podcast. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I said about two thirds of the movie to kind of sum up how this movie felt to me, mm. or to or to what this movie proved, I suppose, in, in another manner of speaking, is that me and you watch a lot of crap me and you watch a lot of crappy modern horror movies a lot of crappy supernatural movies especially mm-hmm. and to me this movie is proof what the creator behind a film you know a director specifically but you know other elements too but the director but director mainly and what they give to a movie and how you can take the same concept in this case a nightmare on elm street and you have the original directed by Wes Craven, and you have this film. And I'll go through as we go through this, like comparing like what's better about the original versus this. But this film, to me, is if let's forget the original didn't exist, right? The fact that this mm-hmm. is a remake, obviously, it's relevant because we're going to compare it. We're going to talk about how it ruins certain things and so on and so on. But if you, let's say the original didn't exist, this, this was an original movie. This was on its own. This is still everything I hate about every <laughs> supernatural movie. Mm-hmm. that there is like it, it has all the tropes it just it plays like a generic <laughs> modern supernatural hunting you know demon possession whatever movie and mm-hmm. it has the research scene it has the bland mm-hmm. teenage characters who look like they're 25 it has <laughs> you know all of the tropes and you know one of the things that i was talking about a lot as i was watching this was that in the original film there's a really nice slow progression to nancy believing what's mm-hmm. going on starting to like fear falling asleep and then ultimately becoming proactive and trying to you know fight back like how can i solve this how can i fight freddy how can i do this and they do kind of like the the the, obviously the discovery of how to fight back is kind of the same in this one we'll get to that you know in spoilers but if you remember the original film when when nancy sort of had had a plan there was a full plan she she was literally setting traps around the house it became this very kind of like thought out thing where she's like okay how can i possibly win against this asshole in this mm. movie the characters are still kind of just like it's all about instead of like slowly believing that this is real and that this is going on in this movie this movie's mm. more about oh this is really happening it's about uncovering the backstory it's about going into the uh. mystery of what happened <laughs> and it changes elements of the backstory just enough to make it more like just just worse <laughs> worse yeah i mean in a matter of speaking worse and it's almost like they, they go they, darker in a lot of ways than the original because the original just hinted at things the original just kind of implied a lot of things about freddy krueger this one <laughs> has to give us flashbacks and really kind of like look at the camera and go this is what he was doing this is who he is it, like it, it's already bad but then to add that angle just makes it like gross and unnecessary and like 
no one wants it and like and, and again the worst part tim the worst part is that it commits the sin it commits the mcguffin sin where mm. it's like i think we can stop all this if we find the thing that freddy wants us to find you know how there's like a ghost mm. and there's unfinished business like they try yeah. and take that approach to the story here with freddy and it's just, to the point where halfway through the movie i was actually pondering an idea i won't say what it is because i think it's spoiler territory but i was mm. pondering something which turned out someone in chat as we're watching it told me the original script for this movie actually had what i was thinking as the ending and i was like holy shit so we'll talk about that in spoilers but just yeah yeah i, yeah. I think the I, i'm not sure who ultimately gets credit uh for this but i actually was listening to <laughs> a podcast about this and and i think they mentioned the the guy that maybe wrote the original script uh i think it was like the same guy that did like arrival <laughs> uh or like the, the script the script for that but i think they that when they asked him about this so he said that like uh and, and you know he did a lot of other stuff too that was notable but I, that was what stood stood out to me but i think he said his ultimate um you know script was like unrecognizable from this which i i can yeah totally understand but the one thing that really like bugs me about this too is i'm i, I do want to see like a modern freddy movie because i just think it's such an interesting atmosphere the idea of dreams i think there's so much you can do with that and like especially nowadays like i'm not against using cgi like make sure that it looks good but like you know there's so much like interesting crazy out there stuff you can do and this movie is like the dullest looking movie ever like everything mm -hmm. is just like gray tones uh all the dream sequences like take place in the same place <laughs> like they don't even like you know do anything like all the kills are super boring it's like the only time it's like maybe somewhat interesting is when they're just ripping off a kill from the first movie and then with with that they just do it in a worse way yeah, so it's like the, not only, even the only thing I'll say about the kills is that there's one or two that are surprisingly violent and graphic. Mm -hmm. So at least it's not like you'll try to get be a PG thirteen. Is I guess is you know, sure. it's, it's worth saying that if we're going to give it a positive, there's a couple yeah. of like say throw it slashing type moments where it's like oh that's actually pretty, sure you know it's in our face we can see it it's you know yeah. there's blood pouring great, uh, but yeah it's, it, so, it, it's it, so bad though it's like and even the you know like uh, the texas and friday remakes like i'm not crazy about those and i think even when we you know like did them like you know uh for the podcast i think you know at the time a lot of people like them i don't think they've aged super well but they're still like fine whatever mm -hmm. like this to me is just so like egregious like it's just so so bad yeah uh, and, and, and it's also like uh, when you're doing the um yeah like you're specific it's not like you're doing a modern freddy like like honestly i think i would have been more okay if they're like let's, let's just make a modern nightmare movie we'll have you know robert Eagle can't really do it anymore so we'll have a new actor like blah 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 whatever but like the fact that there's remaking this first one and it's like still treating stuff like mysteries when it's like we know freddy he's like one of the most iconic like horror villains out there like we know yeah, his it, deal it's like su it's super tedious it's, i mean if there's going to be a completely big different spin on it then maybe like yeah sure. like you can spend time with the mystery but ultimately it it's just it's just tedious to sit through uh the pacing of like the way it goes through certain things is both equally slow and terribly fast at the same time yeah. uh, there's, there's, you know i i i the opening scenes kind of this big prolonged like kill that happens and 
Then we get a title screen, and then we're at the funeral of the person who dies in the opening. Well, I don't like to spoil it, say people die in this movie, but yeah, we're yeah. at the funeral. <laughs> and immediately at the funeral, like, uh, Katie Cassidy, who, you know, most people know from Arrow, uh, is, like, at the funeral, and she immediately starts seeing, like, a, like a, a, you know, a girl, a creepy, like, ghost girl at the funeral standing next to the casket. And I'm like, we're already doing this. Because one of the things in the original film that it did is that, you know the the opening chunk of the film is like them having kind of like a sleepover, and we 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 meet like four of the characters, and the, you know, we kind of get a sense of friendship between multiple characters. This movie, there's like no real like <coughs> bond established with a lot of them. It just feels like they're just a bunch of random teenagers. You know, it, it's it's and the performances aren't that great. Rooney Mara, who's Nancy in this, uh, she is no head of Lion Camp, and. Is it, I, honestly, I think she's terrible in this. Yeah, like, she I is. Don't know. I, well, like, I, don't, I, I don't like her that much in general. Anyway, I, I like she. She's in a ghost story, which I think is a really good movie. But she's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily love it because of her, though. She's kind of like she. She works fine for what she's doing in it, but yeah, uh, I've never been a fan of uh, Rooney Mara, and here like, she is particularly just wooden uh, beyond belief. Yeah, the like I don't know, like I like um. The only other thing I can really think of that I know her from is Dragon Tattoo, which I think she's good in. And but I don't know, like, does she just suck though? Because like she's horrible in this. I I think it's like but even really, even really bad. Dragon Tattoo though, she's not as good as uh maybe Repass to, to say her yeah. name properly. I just learned how to say her name mm-hmm. properly recently. But she was in the original Dragon mm-hmm. Tattoo movies, mm-hmm. and she is much better in that role. Uh, yeah. So really, Mara, I, I, yeah, I'm just not into it. And then you sent me a link to an article. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, where she admits that she was actively trying to sabotage her performance because she didn't want the role, but she got it anyway, which is, like, frustrating (laughs) in so many levels. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally annoying because it is such a, like, the the whole quote just really sounds like, yeah, you're just, uh, it's like, oh, like, I didn't want to do it, but I was like, whatever, I'll do the audition. And then, like, I totally knew I got it when I left. And I was like, so, like, uh, like there's so many people that would kill to be in, like, yeah, any horrible movie. It's like, shut up. Like, it, <laughs> it just feel like such a slap in the face. Also, I think she's, um, like, comes from, like, a super rich family. So, you know, screw her. Like, <laughs> yeah, like she, she, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I think she, like, sounds like a spoiled, yeah, like, brat, like, mm. talking about that stuff. Like, I don't know, it, it, it's so annoying yeah yeah i can't really argue that much uh, you get and like to- even if you like even if you know the movie's bad though like wouldn't you at least maybe try to do your best but like all right well maybe i can bring something to this character to make it more interesting and maybe try to uplift the movie instead of just be like whatever i'm so over this and then like uh, and, and not even her performance but like her character is so like the stereotypical like artsy girl like she's so like yeah nancy, so nancy nancy paints in this one she didn't really paint in the original yeah which is not a, <laughs> yeah. a bad change necessarily but but like it's all she also has like the painting's kind of bad like they show like they show like this stuff like in the background and it's like all these like kind of like stick figure-esque looking like drawings. <laughs> I don't, I don't, i'm like i don't know like i don't i don't really get it's supposed to like look good like it's yeah it's very stupid and then like there's like one point where like yeah she's hanging out with uh like the other main kid or whatever and he's like why have we never hung out and like she says something like i don't know i'm like isn't it obvious I'm, like, awkward or something? And it's like, shut up. Like, <laughs> well, to talk about the rest of the cast here briefly, uh, Thomas Decker, who's kind of the bad boy one. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not really a bad boy in this per se, but he, you know, his character <laughs> in the original was the bad boy. Uh, yeah. He he was uh, John Connor in the Terminator TV show from around this time oh, period. Okay. Uh, it was on Fox. 
the main guy who's kind of with Nancy, uh, Quentin, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the Johnny Depp parallel. Uh, I guess. <laughs> he, he's, uh, he was on Smallville. He was the, the, the speedster on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was, uh, yeah, he, he's one of those faces where, like, I, I couldn't tell you who this guy is, but I know I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Like, I guess, uh, he was in Veronica Mars, which I think is mm. where I most recognize him from, but then, like, he's in, like, a, I feel like a bunch of other horror movies all around this time. I, I know Jennifer's Body, mm. he was in. Then, like, yeah, he was, yeah. A couple of other ones. Yeah, uh, he was in Red I State, guess... he was in uh anything else <laughs> it's like a haunting in connecticut that one i think Maybe. Um, i don't know but i i guess he kind of fits here because he always looks like he's tired <laughs> like he always <laughs> looks like he's fighting with his eyelids <laughs> yeah yeah um so that, that's basically your 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 main cast we got Cass, ben- clancy brown we also got connie Britton's the mom uh mm-hmm. so they're, they're trying to like almost give them some some of because the best actors are the adults right the ones who i mean sure. they're, they're technically all adults because none of these kids are actually kids but yeah. uh, the, the parents, you know, uh, Clancy Brown and Connie Britton are definitely the two better actors in the movie. They're not given a whole lot to do, though. And frustratingly, Connie Britton's stuff is tied entirely to, like, the secret she's kept because of the backstory, which we'll get into in spoilers. So <sighs> the characters are not particularly likable. They're not engaging to watch. Um, the movie is laughably bad in some places, of course. Uh, everything it does with the backstory is, like, just... They're trying to like wreak more drama out of it, but it all just comes off as a yeah. bad supernatural backstory, which you've seen in like tons of movies. It feels very trite. It feels very all these things. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything else before we get to spoilers that we should talk about? Oh, actually, the music. I want to talk about music. So the okay. main theme plays when the title comes up, mm-hmm. but it's obsessed with never doing it for the rest of the movie, even though it <laughs> sounds like it's about to multiple times. Like, it has, like, kind of a thing that sounds like eventually you're going to hear the dun, 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 And it never does, uh, outside of the opening yeah. title. So I thought that was really weird. It was like they were trying to avoid it. Like, bizarrely. Same, th- same thing with, like, the little, like, you know, like, nursery rhyme or whatever. Because mm. I, I think, you know, you keep seeing these, like, images of this girl, and I think they keep saying, like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, but then they never go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least I, I don't remember. It seemed like they never did. So, there you go. I, I think we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll go into spoilers then so we can dive into some stuff. Uh, but it's terrible, basically. It's, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, the worst. I'll compare it to other worst entries in the franchise and maybe the other franchises uh, a bit later at the end, but... Uh, before we get to spoilers, though, mm. let me thank our Patreon producers. Uh, so we're recording this in August, so this list might have changed a little bit, so the, the names at the end might not match what I'm about to say. <laughs> but this is when we're recording it, so this is the list that I'll read out. So thank you to Alison M. Fordyce, Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bored Now, Zammer Jammer, Al Tribesman, Christopher Moy, and Brett Williams. They are our Patreon producers for the month. Uh, but you can, of course, support us at patreon.com slash for as little as $1 per month. And for that one dollar, you'll get an exclusive extra episode every single month. Although during the October thon, you'll get four because we're it's like you know it's horror Christmas. You get a bunch, uh, <laughs> so you can go go get that. You get a whole back catalogue. Uh, by the time this comes out, there, there has to be about twenty four or so in the back catalogue that you can go and check Sounds out. About right. And of course, at the five dollars tier, you get to vote on an episode every month, and you get early access by one day to every regular review episode of Screams After Midnight. So go and have a look and see if you're interested and help keep all the content coming and getting some bonuses for your trouble. But yes, uh, so we'll go into spoilers then. Full spoilers for the Nightmare on Elm Street remake from this point on. Rather than working through this in order, 
I think it's better to <laughs> tackle certain subjects, and I feel that the thing we're going to talk about the most is Freddy's backstory Freddy's, yeah. and all that stuff. So, the original script to this movie, apparently, Freddy Krueger was going to turn out to be innocent. So, I... I mean, I, I don't know necessarily if I would want that, but I think it's at least a lot more interesting than what we got here. It, well, there was a moment in the middle of the film where the kids are almost kind of sticking up, because when they find out... Because yeah. there's a whole sequence where uh, uh, Quentin, the, 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 the male lead, when he, he falls asleep in the water, which I don't know how that works, but... He falls asleep yeah, in the water. Like cool. <laughs> the kids are falling asleep like everywhere in here. Like, I know. The, the only time they never fall asleep, it seems like, is like in bed. Like everything is either in class or at a coffee shop yeah. or at a diner. Well, I, I can it's buy like... falling asleep in class because I definitely did that. But For sure, sure. <laughs> but like swimming in a swimming pool. I... Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how tired you have to be. Well, I, that's why the problems that I was mentioning as I was watching it is that I think it's it's really vague and unclear when they started not going to sleep. Like it's really wishy washy with the details there. Yeah, I, I have no idea like how this all starts. Like it seems like I don't know at the start of the movie. Like we like people are already dying and like people are like losing sleep and already know who yeah. Freddy is. Like for some reason, even though it's supposed to be like a mystery, and then. And then, like, at one point, they find, like, a video blog of a kid that died. Oh, and I'm just like, so stupid. yeah, how long ago was that? Yeah, <laughs> like... this is someone else who was in the class. <laughs> and there's someone in my chat pointed out, a very astute point to make here. Uh, so he dies at the end of this video blog because mm -hmm. uh, he falls asleep, right? And then yeah. he dies on camera. Who uploaded this video exactly? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because it, it's probably early enough that, like, I doubt they'd be doing it live or something. And yeah. then. Yeah, and, and even if he did manage to upload it or or something somehow, um, who would keep it up? Why would it still be there? Yeah. Although, of course, Pete, you know, even after death, the brain does uh, stay alive for six more minutes. I don't like. I don't like here. <laughs> so, so it, that that's movie. This is where I was talking about how it really becomes a generic modern supernatural movie because it revolves so much around the mystery of what happened, which. With such a small fragment, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, like, you know, we hear kind of from Nancy's mom, like, oh, he was a child murderer and we killed him, blah, 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 right? And it's very kind of, it's one scene of backstory kind of explaining it, right? And it's, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's really dark in what it implies and it leaves it there and, you know, your mind kind of fills in the blanks and it's kind of like makes it scarier because of that. Here, it's obsessed with there being like this mystery. So basically early on uh there's a, a photograph that kind of proves that nancy and the, the kid that died or one of the other kids like knew each other when they were like you know kindergarten age right which it makes no sense because they are they're all under the impression that they never met until high school and this becomes this mystery that they're looking for throughout the film and then i, I just want to point out that like it's such a dumb mystery like they try to act like there's like such like uh gravitas to it but it's like i don't remember the people no, i was in kindergarten no, with like this was a big deal I, yeah and then like also like even like when the mom's trying to cover it up like why wouldn't you just say something like oh yeah i think you guys were friends as kids and then i don't know i guess just kind of went to other schools and drifted apart or whatever like why does it have to be such a big like cover-up or whatever 
Yeah, if the mum just shrugged and went, all kids look the same, I don't remember, <laughs> and just walked out yeah, the room. Exactly, no yeah, exactly, No one I'd, would question it. It'd be like, yeah, that's a, probably a fair response. <laughs> yeah, if I call my mum up right now and say, like, hey, who was, like, my best friend in, uh, like, first grade? They, she'd be like, what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Tim, that was, like, 40 years ago. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I, like... The whole mystery is really stupid, and you know we get we get like sequences like Kate because this is the thing early on in the film. Katie Cassidy's character is uh I, I mean, what's uh, uh, his name? Chris here was Chris the Chris. character's name in the first film, but the original as well. I don't remember. No, I actually no, I don't. No, it was a uh, well, like Tina was the best friend in the it was Tina, first yeah. film uh, because the reason why I say that is because she's clearly that character because she dies that way. Yeah. And what they do I is, think... it, is they actually, in this one, they follow her like she's the main character for like 15 mm-hmm. minutes before she dies in that way where she's the one who dies on the ceiling, right? She's the one who's dragged yeah. around. Which, by the way, they go so <laughs> over the top with this it's, version. It's so bad. And, and again, it's just like, the the original movie looks so good. And this, it's like, the the sound effects, whenever she hits the wall, it's so cheesy. Like, it sounds like a kung fu movie. And, like, they just, like, keep showing it like, again and again, and it looks so bad. I, I don't hate the fact that the actual killing blow itself, I don't mind too much. The actual slash, because yeah. it sort of stops sure. and just slashes, then she falls down <laughs> and blood starts pouring out of the wound. And I'm like, that bit itself looked okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the actual moving around the ceiling just felt really over the top it's and goofy. And so bad. Do you know how they did the original, Tim? I remember they making off stuff on this. They built an upside-down oh, yeah. room. Yeah. And they had, they had the actress kind of, you know, roll she, around and like whatnot. she was crawling on it and, i mean it's the same uh I, I think they used it for the exorcist as well was that the other movie they did that with they had like a rotating room yeah they had a rotating room for that i think yeah yeah and and then but i mean it's like uh i mean i'm sure it's expensive to do but like you know that's a really cool trick and like it you know gives for like a really creepy visual um, it's not like name on elm street the original was a big budget movie it was just you know they yeah. no, that's true you know yeah. they, 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 they thought that was worth spending some of their budget on and they did, they did and it looked great um and he, I even think it looks like you know pretty good in um a new nightmare when they kind of like you know pay homage to that. Like, oh sure, that yeah. Definitely looks a lot better than this. <laughs> yeah, it looked really really bad. Uh, so this guy tree Harlot, the main character for a little bit. So that's kind of a twist on the for- like the, the the structure of the first movie. But oh, uh, but going back to what you were saying though, I think Nancy is the only like uh actual like y- you know named character. I think like everyone else one. is okay. a different. Yeah, like I think no one else is really like the same. Uh, name as people from the original sure. except for freddy of course yeah obviously <laughs> uh so they start looking at photos and eventually you know they're looking into this and like oh, wait. <laughs> sorry to keep interrupting but actually one scene that i think is pretty funny is i, I think it's chris is like or I, I forget if it's her or nancy but one of them is in the attic and like looking through stuff and they just find like a little dress with slashes through it yeah yeah like <laughs> says chris, why, yeah. why would you save that like why <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's a dream. She wakes up, so it's oh, not okay. really there technically. So I have to give them a pass on that, I suppose. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, because uh, they did the whole dream within a dream thing, where she wakes up and then she's like, "Oh, the nightmare's yeah. over," and then I, she lies back down and, "Oh, it's still a dream." And I apologize if I forget. It's just the dreams are so boring; they're they're kind of like indistinguishable from yeah. what's actually happening. They really are. But the one where because before that she has like a dream in class, because instead of Nancy falling asleep in class. Because it still does that moment where Nancy sees her being dragged down the hall in the bag. It does that mm-hmm. moment in the hall, but it's much later in the film and it's in a different context. Uh, it's actually Chris who has the fall asleep in the class moment. And the second mm-hmm. her eyes close and she opens it, there's like a jump cut where the room turns into like a post-apocalyptic version of the room. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. was a bit over the top, but whatever. Anyway, I was getting and to this you know, mystery. Really, 
was like, you know what really made me laugh about that scene though is like uh so like she wakes up screaming she's like ah and the teacher's just like are you okay and then just like completely <laughs> like if, if you were a teacher wouldn't you be like holy shit like this kid is screaming in class like go see like the counselor or the yeah. nurse or something's obviously wrong the teacher's just like is everything all right miss <laughs> She's like screaming for a while. Calm down, no. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, like everyone just like goes back to like looking at their books. Like that if if the, like if that was like school, like everyone would be like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, back to this mystery. Eventually, like, there's a bit of research in the library where they're trying to they find this class photo or or whatever, um, or they they find some evidence of this like this uh preschool, and then. Eventually, there's, like, a hidden drawer. Like, Nancy's mum has, like, a hidden compartment with, like, a file with, like, a school photo and, like, a bunch of stuff in it. And they're looking at it. And the mum is like, why are you doing looking at that? It's like, you lied to us, mum. You lied to us. We all went to the same school and you lied about something. And this is where she kind of, like, opens up and says, okay. And this is where, in flashbacks, we see flashbacks as she's telling the story. She's like, there was a man named Fred Krueger. And he's, he's basically worse at the preschool. And we see him, like, taking photos. And he's, like, he's like the happy... And- preschool teacher who's like seems to love working now, with kids you know now, this I, I thought was very uh stupid they they say not only does he live at the priest or not only does he work at the preschool but they say he also lives there like in the basement which you you, you shouldn't do that <laughs> like, I, like i don't think you can like legally live in the school uh that's <laughs> Probably some truth to that. Yeah, probably some truth to that. Uh, but, like, no, we see these creepy things where he's, like, you know, he's swinging kids around and they're really playing up the whole he's a pedophile, he's a pedophile. Which, you know what, fine. You want to address that more. I'm not necessarily even against that. But it doesn't such a cheesy, again, kind of generic, like, it's a supernatural movie with the dark backstory, so we're going to have this dreamlike quality of the image as the you know as the mother explains the, the thing. But, you know, they, they started having injuries and, like, slashes in your backs and nancy yuri's favorite uh Ugh. but the first Why time would you Na- tell your daughter that <laughs> yeah the first time nancy actually sees freddy in like a dream at least i think it's the first time she sees him mm-hmm. and he comes up to her and says, oh you've not changed a bit and he holds her hand and i think this is where he licks her face and i'm like oh they're really going all out with this like creepy pedophile stuff where he's still like in so love gross. with her yeah it's like mm-hmm. you know the original movie didn't need that um well the in the original movie they like uh, you know, I think Wes Craven has said, like, in interviews that they purposely, like, never, you know, mention, like, anything about, like, molestation or pedophilia because yeah. of, you know, the real world implications. And I think there were some cases uh, going on around the time of, like, you know, teachers doing that. So they, you know, they, you know, child killer is still not a good thing, but at least there is, like, that extra... You know, it, I mean, it's better than going full pedophile and having this kind of real world ickiness think- to it. I think I always assumed that he did, and I think that's fair to just sort of let your mind assume sure. that. I, I, yeah. I, one of the things that this movie does, though, that wasn't in the original, is that in the original, our characters, <laughs> the character, the teenagers that we were following themselves, were not the victims of Freddy. It, you know, yeah. all the parents banded together to kill Freddy because he was a danger to all the kids in the na- in the, the town or the neighborhood or whatever, right? But it never implied that Nancy herself or any of our other characters were people who were... Who were well, I mean, partly because it seemed like he was killing his victims, so it wasn't like there was anyone else. All, yeah. all the kids who were victims died. Whereas mm. this movie does this thing where, no, 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 Nancy was the victim, and like, he, he's obsessed with Nancy, he's obsessed with these characters. Um, and 
you know, so th- that's the first big bit of the explanation. And the most funny, though, is that we then have the, the, the falling asleep in the swimming pool scene, and that's when the nightmare he has is basically just the flashback of what happened to Freddy, which is he was on the run from the parents who chase him down. Uh, you know, in the original film, he was burned in what his, was his workshop where he made his claw, where he did all of his <laughs> stuff. In this film, he, ju- he just he runs into an, a random abandoned building, and that's where he's set on fire. Um, yeah. and he burns and it does that it almost does this like weird dark superman moment where as he's burning he rips <laughs> off his jacket and he's wearing the red and green sweater right it's like yeah. it's like a reveal like that's what he was wearing when he yeah. died that's why he's got yeah. it he's not wearing a hat though just fyi mm. like why where's the hat coming from exactly the, yeah the, the, no one knows uh, yeah, it's so <laughs> stupid i mean the there could be an interesting angle there like if you want to do something like um where he was innocent or maybe or maybe it could be interesting if he's like pretending to be innocent and like maybe he's appearing in these dreams but he's not killing the kids he's trying to get them to like get revenge for him and say like hey i'm not a bad guy like but your parents are bad like you know look at what they did to me well, and like i think you know, it's something like that I don't well know. The, the kids do think that the, the reason why he's tormenting them is because he's a victim that, Fre- <laughs> that freddy's getting revenge for what the parents did to them but they assume that he was innocent because because you know uh, Quentin like confronts his dad, the you know Clancy Brown's character. He's like, "Hey, you, you, you burned Freddy alive," and he sort of confronts him like he was in the wrong. That he, you know, he, you did a bad thing. This is awful what you did to this person, mm-hmm. and you didn't have proof. You didn't have proof that he was actually doing this. And of course, by the end, it's like, no, like, like he's not mad at us because of what he was accused of. He was mad because we told the truth, and he actually was doing this. And it, yeah. it goes down this path of like. You know, we have to find this hidden room in the nursery where you know he worked or where he did stuff Ugh. because that's 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 the key sure. to ending all of this, and that becomes their goal. So all all of the movie, like for at least most of the movie, revolves around MacGuffins. Your generic mm-hmm. supernatural. We have to get to the ghost item or place MacGuffin, which just makes it feel so much more generic than the original film. And like I say, part of what I love about Nightmare on Elm Street, and even more so Dream Warriors, in fact is mm. the proactive nature of the characters. I love that Nancy makes traps. I love that she thinks out a plan. I love the pacing of her figuring things out. Uh, one, of the, yeah. one of the times that I rolled my eyes in this movie quite a bit is that when uh, Chris... Because Chrissy's boyfriend comes over, right? We, we kind of skipped over her boyfriend thing because the boyfriend, if you remember in the original, it was the guy who was arrested for being a suspect in her death. Right. And that happens here uh, in a really stupid way because he immediately just flees the crime scene when she dies. And I'm like, this looks so yeah. suspicious, dude. Like, you running around <laughs> with blood on yourself is not a good look. But he, uh, you know, he, he gets killed in prison. You know, he dies and, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, the prisoner, his roommate, or his roommate, his cellmate is like yelling, yeah. it wasn't me, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, because he's, he's dead. Like, the other thing I, um, kept thinking about this movie is since they are just like always like falling asleep in public places and it is like a modern movie i, I couldn't help but think like all right there has to be like so many security cameras that mm. are like capturing these instances where people are like floating in the air and getting like stabbed and stuff <laughs> like you know because like, yeah you have the prison stuff which they do show like that there's like you know like security cameras there and then like yeah there's the scene in the drugstore um and stuff and it's like i don't know someone at somewhere has got to have like proof of this like crazy shit that's going on yeah anyway so the scene i was talking about though is that chrissy's boyfriend comes over mm-hmm. and she's basically describing her dreams and she's like oh you know i keep seeing this burned man and he's chasing me mm-hmm. and he keeps trying to attack me with and then the boyfriend says a glove with knives 
and it's like, oh my god, and they both sort of like cry and hug as they realize they're having dreams about the same person. And all I could think about is that in the original movie, like how sort of slow that realization was that we're, we're having nightmares about the same person and that's kind of weird, what does that mean? But here it's in the first 15 minutes and there's like tears coming out their eyes as they're, as they're realizing <laughs> it. Just, it's so ramped up that they're so, they want to get through these details so quick because they're not interested in do, actually, you know, paying them a, a proper service. They're they're interested in getting through this as quickly as possible because they have to to tell whatever i actually i said it felt like a sony movie as i was watching it's not it's, i mean it's new line <laughs> but like it feels like a sony movie and then tone and dunes and characters and yeah yeah platinum <laughs> dunes i'll give i'll give i'll, I'll lay the blame on them <laughs> yeah true um but no I, I think you brought up a good point earlier where you said it feels like so rushed but then at the same time like so like slow <laughs> like yeah Yes, like some aspect they just like, yeah, go right past, but then there's other stuff that they dwell on so much, and it's just like, I don't care about this, get away from this. Yeah, I had that thing where I looked at the time at one point, and we were like, maybe like 70 minutes into it, so there's like 25 minutes left, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't feel like we're getting out of the third act, this feels like we're still setting stuff up, like this feels like we're just not at the right place in the plot for this point. So it has that kind of off-putting vibe to it for like so long uh so but the mystery again is that they have to get to the the school um the quentin takes like medication uh for something uh but it helps him stay awake he, wa- he wants a refill that the pharmacist won't give him it because you know he only has so many you know refills uh before he has to get uh, yeah. again and this is when nancy and the car has fallen asleep and she tries to stay awake by burning herself with the lighter the car lighter mm-hmm. uh but she falls asleep and Freddy's like chasing after her, and instead of like grabbing the hat like the original film, she like rips mm-hmm. off a part of his sweater, and she has mm-hmm. that in her hand when she wakes up in the in the in the store, and it's like, mm-hmm. hey, but this is the thing, she doesn't like immediately say, oh, you know, we can use this or we can pull him through in the mm-hmm. real world. It's just something that she is there for later when she has the idea to like try yeah. and grab him and like, you know, so they can kill him or whatever. Uh, there's a whole thing where she's taken to the hospital because of this because she's like collapsed and all that when she's like woken up and, oh, yeah. and her mom comes by and her mom's going to sign a thing saying they can put her under for you know a quick bit of operation uh, Quentin mm-hmm. has to essentially break her out but he steals some syringes that have got uh, adrenaline in them <coughs> adrenaline mm-hmm. shots um, which she's very you know she doesn't really want to take but again it's a plot device because it's about to come up later because mm-hmm. Freddy's whole plan with her is that she was going to stay up so long like, to avoid falling asleep that when she did eventually fall asleep, she was going to go into a coma and never wake up again. <laughs> uh, and he uses the adrenaline to wake her up. That's how they actually... Because he has to wake her up because the whole plan, of course, much like the original film, is that she's going to go to sleep, grab Freddy, and he'll wake her up and she'll pull him into the real world and then they can you know, fight him in the physical world. Uh, and he even has the line, welcome to my world, uh, bitch, uh, which was yeah. in the original <laughs> film. Again... Yeah. It's, it's a bad idea to like do it direct lines because it's like I, all i can see is the better version in my head all i can see is the better version it's kind of cringeworthy yeah I, I mean that's what happens when you remake like something that's like a like a, a classic movie like I, I just don't understand the point like you know either remake something that's like wasn't very good to begin with so no one's really gonna care or like you know uh if you are gonna remake something that maybe was still good like make it completely different like you know to the point where yeah it's like kind of like unrecognizable like it's not like you know the flyer the thing you know they're so different and that's yeah i think 
one of the reasons why you know they're successful is because they're you, you know just trying to you know be some do something different or, or new and, and not just like yeah playing off like highlights and stuff from the original uh i don't know it's, it's very frustrating <laughs> yep yep uh it just like all, all like just all feels like so pointless and like and uh, and also like, if, if we talk about like freddy for a bit like first of all i want to say he looks terrible oh, I hate, it, like, it looks like shit he looks like yeah. joey looks like he looks what did i compare him to in the thing he looks like uh he doesn't look like freddy krueger he looks more like the like, like the cgi monsters from like <laughs> i am legend or sure or yeah. even uh like almost like a crappy version of something that would be like a Guillermo del toro film like <laughs> yeah you know like like i i get what they're doing like they want to make it look like a more realistic like burn victim but again it's like who wants that like we don't we don't want a realistic you know grim freddy like uh, like so, so much of the appeal was like that, you know. He is kind of, you know, like silly and goofy and stuff. Like you know, especially in like later movies. Like yeah, you know, we don't want him to go like full, you know, uh, like Freddy's uh, dead Freddy. But like, you know, like we don't need this like Christopher Nolan like you know Batman Begins like grim or I guess maybe like Snyder would be a yeah. more apt <laughs> comparison. I think so. Like, yes. Yeah. And then, uh, but uh, yeah, so he, he looks terrible. And then also I kept like, it, it feels like they were from time to time trying to do like the jokey Freddy, like the, every now and again, he'll lay a joke, but it's just so stupid and falls so flat. It, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. It, it never worked. And, you know, so, so they find the, 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 the preschool or whatever, and they, they find the hidden room that's got all the paintings that he had kids do and they find photographs, uh, thankfully they don't show us the photographs but they say hey there's a bunch of photographs of you nancy and she looks at them and she's just she's like disturbed by what they are so you can only you know the imagination that can it's fill like, in the blanks but yeah like why do they keep trying to point this out that like oh he was extra gross with you <laughs> like, yeah stop doing that to like this victim <laughs> yeah and you know she, she she so when she goes to sleep to you know try and do this plan um you know some of the stuff that freddie says to her because he gets like on a bed and it's like it's over the, this is the thing Freddy, it never felt like Freddy was like, like he obviously he was doing a lot of like awful and evil things because he was killing people yeah. and he was being really maniacal and like you know darkly funny about it. But he never felt rapey with any of the victims, you know. No, like, no. Because yeah. I, I can imagine because one of the lines that we're going to make fun of here in a minute is when he's she's on the bed and he's on top of her and he's like sort of like you know dragging his claws up her belly and stuff. Is like Nancy. I'm your boyfriend now. Like, you know, when he says that line, like, I can imagine Robert England delivering that line in, like, any of those movies, and it's sounding like a... Not because he's, he's not trying to be creepy and, like, a, like he actually wants to do anything with the victim way, just in the sense that, you know, he'd say that kind of thing when he's got someone trapped. You know, he'd be like... Well, like, you know, you know he, like... Uh, there's, there's tons of examples well, in those is, original movies. Well, I mean, that is, like, a line from the original movie. I believe that... that is that a line that's that's what he's, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, if you remember like the scene where she's talking to I, I think she's talking to her boyfriend on the phone and then, mm. uh, you know, Freddie pops in and then like, you know, the receiver end of the phone becomes his tongue and it's like, blah, blah, blah. but then like, I, oh, I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure he, I'm pretty sure he says I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, which uh, again, it's such a different context when he's saying it and he's being goofy and it's on a phone uh, versus <laughs> where you have a, a person who we already know is an actual pedophile that did abuse this 
girl um, when she was a child and now he is on bed on top of her. It's such a, a different, you know, setting and so much more gross. And it's so I'd, I'd, uh, I'll be honest, I, uh, I'd forgotten he said that line originally, which makes this yeah. even it just proves my point that I was making that Robert England can yeah, deliver no, that totally. line. But I yeah. think even if you take away a lot of the context, even if even if this was like a scene in which the the person landed on a bed which by the way the way she lands in the bed is horrible it's this cg like blood storm at the top that she comes out of it's horrible uh oh but, that's when she's yeah. like trying to walk in the blood hallway oh yeah i think so and she falls through and there's like which, a yeah i'll i'll give maybe like the tiniest of compliments like i did think like um, yeah obviously it ends stupidly but i think uh, originally i did think that was kind of cool like when she's walking but, down and then it turns to liquid and stuff what i'm saying though is that even in this context, even in the context of like, you know, victim and like one of the old nightmares, let's say they fall on a bed, right? Robert England, Freddy Krueger jumps in the bed with a smile on his face and says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Like, yeah. I don't think it would come off in this creepy way. No, totally. it, would, it would come no. off as like, no, he's cracking a joke because he's lying in bed next mm-hmm. to her, not because it's actually exactly. like, you know, it, it, like, I don't know, it would work. But his yeah. delivery in this, this line, and then because of the context of like, you know, them actually saying no he victimized her repeatedly as a child like yeah. this is something he did jesus yeah. it just it Ugh. comes off so kind of like comically dark and not not mm-hmm. because it's like darkly funny but dark comically dark because it's just so over the top that you're like yeah right guys we get it we, we get yeah. it <laughs> um uh, anyway he's, he's running up and down he's like uh, he, sa- he says some other gross things i can't even remember about her body or something like he says you know some vague things about There's- it I mean, as much as we, you know, dislike this movie and uh, are complaining about it, it's like you also gotta remember it's so forgettable. Like, oh yeah, as I, I watched it last night, and there's already parts that I'm like, oh yeah, no, I forgot about that or this or that. Oh, I, uh, I mean, Tim knows this obviously, but I, I, I yeah. watched it on Thursday, and I was concerned that was a little bit too early when you know compared to when we were going to talk about it. So before we started this review, I actually sat for 10 minutes and just sort of skimmed through it on Netflix and just kind of, <laughs> you know, was reminding myself of all the scenes uh, because I was, you know, I was like, yeah, there was definitely parts of this that I was not going to bring up if I if I didn't refresh my memory. Uh, and it's just one of those movies. It is so bland and forgettable. And what's funny is that the, you know, you've got Connie Britton, you've got one of the best actors in the movie like has so much less to do than the original mother right she has like she has like, a couple of key scenes and that's it and after this because you know they bring fred into the real world uh nancy cuts off his hand um you know after after of course uh quentin uses the adrenaline to wake her up uh you know they, they burn freddy uh kind of like how he died originally um you know she says the awful her take on the welcome to my world uh now you're in my world bitch like it's just you know again don't do the lines from the original because it just it draws comparisons more than there already is but after yeah. all this and the ambulances are there and like you know they're going home and she's going home with her mom and i i just i sort of like cynically said out loud i wonder if we're going to get the pull through the window ending like because i was i was kind of <laughs> like oh maybe that would be fun uh because i love the original but that that that's one of the effects that don't hold up is that stupid dummy yeah. going through the door totally uh, window mm-hmm. it looks really stupid mm-hmm. um so they do their version of it here where freddy comes out of the mirror you see he's she sees in the mirror and then he comes out of it it smashes he pulls her in and then the mirror kind of reforms and she's just gone and that's your shock ending moment you know what my thought was uh and this happened a couple times for the movie but i kept trying to think was this in 3d 
Do you know like, it's funny you asked that, uh, but the answer, <laughs> at least according to my chat, was that no, it was not. Because it feels like there's like a lot of stuff that like, oh, you're putting this in because it would be like 3D. Yeah, Because <laughs> like, it's yeah. around that time, you know? Yeah, I say he grabs her. <laughs> now that you're reminding me, the reason why someone thought it was 3D is because he doesn't just grab her. He actually sticks his claw like through her face. And yeah. like the, you see like the eyeball and the, the blades sort of pop out. Uh, it feels like it was made for 3D, but I don't actually... Yeah, I, I don't remember if it was. It was definitely at that time period where it, almost everything had a 3D version. Yeah. Uh, but uh, according to my chat, it was not. Uh, it just makes it even, like, shittier that it's like, oh, you're, you're doing this and you're not even... It's not even because, like, you have to do, like, a 3D gag. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, it's... There's very little nice things to say about this. Like, as I was watching it, I was just sort of thinking, like... This is, because someone said, as I was watching it, like, what's worse, this or Jason Goes to Hell? And I'm like, Jason Goes to Hell is a, is a really bad movie. It's really bad in the sense that it's not a Friday the 13th movie at all. But it's better for what it is than this is for what it's supposed to be. Sure. You know? Uh, yeah. So I think this is worse than Jason Goes to Hell. I think it's worse than Freddy's Dead, which is, you know, the worst Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, up oh, until this point yeah. yeah i, I think no. this is easily the worst i think you know friday the 13th remake um i do think is better than jason goes to hell it's not the bottom of the list mm-hmm. i don't think right uh you know maybe better than one or two other cool. ones as well depending on your argument but you would yeah. have to debate that and think about it whereas this i think there's no question this is the worst one uh oh, yeah. I, I mean i think that's what you can eat you, you know if you compare it to like you know Texas, uh, Chainsaw, Friday the 13th, and this, these are, like, all, like, the, you know, three big, like, horror, like, you know, 2000s horror remakes of, like, well, um... Halloween, but, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, we, we don't talk about that <laughs> on here, but... Uh, but I, I guess maybe these are kind of combined uh, because, like, they're all Platinum Dunes, right? Sure, sure, like, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, the... And I do remember, like, when I first saw that Texas remake or the Friday the 13th remake, I actually do remember liking them. And uh, I think they haven't aged that well. You know, when we went back and rewatched them, like I'm not as crazy about them, but like, I think they're fine. I, I think they're watchable. I, I know there are people that like them that I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. This is just like the bottom of the barrel. I, I don't think there's like anything like justifiable about it. If someone told me that they liked this, especially if they liked it, better than any other uh freddy movie i would question their, their sanity it's just so bland and <clears throat> i i think and again there's so much stuff about it that's like um not just bad but like it feels insulting to the franchise to west craven to the original movie um when you're trying to redo this stuff with these bland unlikable characters this yeah. bad and cgi what, what, on, the, on the unlikable characters thing it's worth mentioning part of what makes the original name on elm street work so well is that nancy is exceptionally likable she's very yep. proactive she's very smart uh by the time you know and you, you feel frustrated when like she's getting like tests done on her you know and her mum's like sort of denying she's she's kind of you know gaslighting her a little bit on, on the subject of freddie yeah. she doesn't want to talk about it and you know, you root for Nancy. You care about Nancy. You you want her to win. You want her to outsmart Freddy. I don't give a shit about Nancy in this movie. I don't give a shit no, about Quentin in this movie. I don't give a shit about any of the characters in this movie. Yeah. There's no heart. And, There's just no heart. And, 
no not at all and like in a week you're not going to remember who any of these people are whereas yeah the original uh-uh. nightmare like yeah you're going to remember tina you're going to remember you know I, i'm bad with names but like you know johnny depp's character and the boyfriend character and like yeah all, all these other people from the original um, hell you remember the you know the hall pass lady in the <laughs> you know or, or original movie um you remember Lynn Shay's character, like you, you know. You, well, to be fair, gonna... I I only remember Lynn Shay because she became a much more recognizable sure, actor sure. later. But sure, yes. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's telling that like even Rob Shay, you know, Robert Shay didn't want to have a cameo in this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, again, the thing I keep coming back to though, and uh, you know, one of the reasons again why I love uh the whole nightmare uh you know series is because. It can, it, you know, in the right hands, you know, with talented people, it can be so inventive. There's so many different things you can do. And I, I just find it so insulting that this movie just is okay with just having the most bland, boring scenes. And <clears throat> we didn't even talk about, like, there's, like, kind of like a dream vision. Like, like you know, a lot of times when they're having a dream, there's this kind of, like, blurring, like, sometimes, like, on the, like, tops and bottoms mm-hmm. of it. It's looks so stupid but like everything just kind of takes place in like the same boring furnace boiler room yeah you know I mean, we didn't even really talk about the opening scene which is just like some guy another teenager who we don't even know really because he dies in the opening scene no. but yeah he's in the diner he's struggling to stay awake there's some some of him walking through a creepy diner you know when he's dreaming and he's talking to katie cassidy and then he falls asleep and it looks like he slits his own throat but obviously freddy's really you know yeah. doing it but uh it's just kind of a nothing opening uh but again no, totally yeah the way it cuts to the title really feels like it's uh it's, it's rushing through big, things like, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's rushing through it's kind of it wants to be this fast-paced high octane thing mm-hmm. where one of the best things about the original's opening is that it's just you know the, you, you hear the furnace and the the title's coming up and you're hearing a bit of creepy music it's very it's slow it draws you in like horror should uh, yeah. <laughs> fast-paced horror does not work at least not from the maybe you can build up to being fast-paced at the mm-hmm. ending but fast-paced at the start of a horror story does just not work that's just not how horror no. functions so no. yep no it is trash <laughs> it is straight up garbage garbage yes <laughs> so there you go uh nightmare on elm street 2010 uh, is an absolute dire experience mm-hmm. and i am so happy that i will never ever have to watch it again so yeah i mean i just hope you know that uh in another 10 years i don't i'm not doing some other podcast that <laughs> i yeah i you know like even when uh you know one of the things that's fun uh about like the you know franchises is kind of like accepting them even for like you know the lesser entries and you know there's like a lot of stuff that i'll be like oh i don't like you know this movie but hey i'm watching the whole series so whatever but like this is one that i will just never ever ever yeah. throw on again well, it, like, it, it's it's so separate from the rest of them and even if yeah. they even if they sort of do another reboot of nightmare on elm street and they have like a trilogy mm-hmm. or even just do like a, a another you know seven eight movie series yeah like because this won't be connected to it because they're never going back to this one now it's been far too long no. and no one gives a shit about it that no. it'll be so easy to skip and never feel like you've missed anything of value even if you are doing like some big franchise rewatch yeah. uh so that's it that's uh <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake uh it is is terrible so tim what are you giving yeah. this movie out of 10 yeah i mean 
obviously <laughs> you know I, I didn't like it uh you know it, it's boring it doesn't look good uh it's not inventive uh it's uh you know the characters are unlikable um it, there's so much that, that's bad about it um and then the the thing that really like uh sets it apart for me because there's other movies that are like you know bad but we just watch it and like whatever i didn't like it uh move on um uh, but the the thing is this is the one of the reasons why it just makes me so angry is just because it feels like it's just shitting on <laughs> you know this other film series that i love like yeah every reference doesn't feel like a, a fun nod it feels like a just a shittier version um, trying to make these changes just for changes sake, uh, going with a much grosser in interpretation of the character that it feels, leads to... It feels like it just exists because someone said there should be a remake of it, not because anyone had an oh, totally. idea or yeah. cared about it or was passionate about it. It feels so studio-produced. It's like, did they have, like, a button in, like, whatever, like, New Line or WB <laughs> office that just, like, a, a light goes on when they're about to lose the IP, like, rights or whatever? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, quick, we got to make a movie. Hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for so, like, sometimes, um, you know, we'll, we'll give, like, something a low score, but then we'll have, like, all this uh, technical stuff where it's like, all right, well, at least, uh, you know, it was watchable and... The, and blah 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 but this uh, i gotta go even lower than that so i i can't go all the way down to a one but i'm gonna give it a 1.5 just because mm -hmm. yeah i i mean sure the the camera's on the characters and stuff and and you know you, you can tell what's going on but it just feels like such a shit on a legacy of uh films that i love and, and just amongst so many other bad tropey shit that it, it's probably like one of one of my more hated movies for sure yeah, um, you think they'd learn a lesson that, like, almost every, like, one of these remakes, which, and almost, not all, but almost every one of them, <laughs> like, you know, Nightmare on Street had seven movies in its original series, Friday mm -hmm. the 13th had, like, ten, you know, not including Freddy's Jason, if you could, that's eleven, uh, and I guess it would be eight for Freddy if you include that, that one too, but, and then they remake it, and then the movie doesn't do well enough to even get one sequel, it's like, why, why haven't you they, uh, have they learned by now that all these remakes just don't work that they're not I, successful well i i could be wrong but i do think this movie made money uh, I, I don't know if it was just maybe not as much as they'd hope because I, I think uh you know whatever jackie earl guy or whatever like I, I think he was signed on uh to do a few more movies but um i, I don't know if it was just not as much as they wanted or just had like bad critical reception but i i think what you get with these remakes do you, do you is really like, think bad critical reception would stop them if it made money that's true that's fair that's fair <laughs> uh but i i think the problem is is like any of these movies it's gonna make money because it, it's a no name and people are gonna see it regardless like I, I don't know maybe it's a little different now but like um i mean i i, I think like you know you slap uh this name on it it's like there's gonna be a lot of horror fans like us that are i mean you didn't see it at the time but you know there's enough people that are gonna be like this looks bad but i gotta see it i've seen every one you know um yeah but like well, that's, i mean we're on a podcast it, though so I'll, I'll definitely see new ones <laughs> yeah but it, it's such like a, a short-term gain though like you'll probably get a lot of money based on that kind of interest but then yeah it doesn't really maybe it doesn't really equal like outstanding returns or whatever 
Yeah. Uh, for the <laughs> record, at a $35 million budget, which okay. is actually kind of high, to be honest, for a movie like this. Uh, yeah. And it made $115 million worldwide. So that's that's profitable um yeah. maybe not as much as some people think because you, you kind of have to like make more than double your budget because you have to include the marketing costs in there as well that's true um, yeah. so it is, it is profitable but it's not absurdly profitable which does make me wonder like yeah. maybe why there isn't more um even if runa mari didn't want to come back which it didn't sell like she would have ever wanted to <laughs> uh you know it doesn't sound like it'd be that hard to you know do a, just a different set of characters or something yeah so yeah, clearly it's not as much as they were hoping for. Uh, yeah, especially, I mean, it's one thing when a movie is made for $5 million and comes out and makes $100 million, like a Happy Death Day, totally. for example, uh, yeah. versus, you know, this, which is, you know, $35 million for this type of movie is actually kind of... It's not a huge budget, but it's big for this type of horror yeah. movie. And I, I don't know, if that if that's not including, like, the marketing budget and stuff, like, that probably takes up so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, a movie like this, I, I'm sure, was probably, like, heavily marketed and all that shit i mean yeah the, the general rule of thumb is is that you should at least double the budget and i think it probably even is more for a lower budget movie because you know if you're if you're doubling a hundred million dollar movie to be 200 million dollars then if the market on that's 200 million dollars if they heavily market a low budget film then surely the marketing budget's much bigger than that's true whatever the budget was but i mean that's that's hollywood economy <laughs> that i'm not going to get into because i don't know the deets as it were yeah. uh so my rating... Well, I'm happy they didn't make a sequel. <laughs> oh, as am I, yes. I'm very glad. Uh, if I mean, if Robert Englund wants to do one last one last go, I mean, let him do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I still want another Nightmare movie. I just, I don't want this continuity. I don't want these creators involved in it. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting people you can get. I would love to see uh, Robert Englund one last time, but I don't know. I think... Uh, well, on the I mean, upside, we may not get one last uh, nightmare, but we're getting one last Scream movie at least. That's true. Getting that's Scream true. Five, uh, which is funny because we're doing Scream <coughs> Four for the October Thon as well. We're not recorded it yet, but you may have already had that review. I I don't know what order is going to go out, and so if it's not out yet, look forward to Scream Four. That's October Thon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my rating, though, uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm pretty much in the same ballpark. I, I think I'm going to go with a two out of ten. I hate that you're making me sound more positive than you, <laughs> but I'm just being kind of strategic because, like, you know, it does look like a professionally made movie, so that kind of sure. gets at the two for the most part. Uh, but it's it's trash. It's absolutely garbage. I I don't even like. There's there's almost nothing in here that I want to compliment or say nice things about. It's a it's a little vapid soulless movie with no characters to care about. Uh, kill sequences aren't fun. The the portrayal of Freddy Krueger is just kind of painful to watch, yeah. and then you've got, you've got all the backstory stuff, all the generic tropes of modern supernatural movies applied to Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. You know, almost to the point where yeah, th- this could if this was never made before and this was what came out in this time period for the first time, it might be this bad. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, this, this is this is bye bye man levels almost of bad. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, but imagine though, like bye bye man, if you give that concept to Wes Craven in the eighties, like mm-hmm. maybe bye bye man would have been sure. the, the one that had the legacy, for example. That's I, interesting. Yeah, yeah. For me, this is what shows that you know how you tackle the subject and how you know the, the creative force behind it and the skill mm-hmm. is such a factor in what makes things work. Uh, so. And I'm not saying you can take the script of Bye Bye Man and do it. You'd have to like be Wes right, Craven's right, right. written version of it as well. But you know, anyway, yeah, like 
Who had time? I, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the worst movie we've done on this show, but I, I don't know. I, I would probably say it would be up there. Maybe mm. top ten for top ten. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe top five. Who knows? Uh, I would say definitely I mean, top twenty-five. I, I'd, I'd really have to think. I mean, we did the uh, top worst last year, October. So mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and check what the results were and see where I'd slot it in. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. well, I say results. We had our separate lists, but uh, <clears throat> I, I think I had this pretty high uh, on my yeah. list. Oh, well, uh, I hadn't seen it, but, but yeah. it, it would probably rank well <laughs> on that list now. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street twenty ten. Um, if you made it this far on the review, put the word. boyfriend in the comments <laughs> uh so we know you've made it this part of the video uh so i will ask him to do his pose for the yeah. thumbnail so here we go three two one pose <laughs> very good uh, just photoshop some knives on the end of those <laughs> that's the second time i just did an ace yesterday and tara's like yeah photoshop some headphones on me i'm like i'm not photoshopping things on people you want a prop you get a damn prop and you hold the prop <laughs> right so yeah so that is the nightmare on elm street remake um of course earlier on uh we we obviously brought patreon you can support us that way we brought up liking on youtube that's another that's the, the easy and cheap way of supporting us uh you can of course you know comment let us know what you thought of the movie uh and add, add to the discussion you can get us on twitter at streams midnight uh, and you can ask us questions over there or, or get updates and that kind of thing so please go do that. It is the October 3rd, as we mentioned. There's a lot of episodes going up this month. A lot of sequels, a lot of uh, other stuff. Bonus, extra bonus episodes on Patreon and a whole host of things. So make sure you keep up to date with all that stuff. Uh, it's all all good fun. It's, it's the, the horror Christmas season, as it were. Uh, and worth mentioning, I'll promote this as well, is that next month uh, we are going to be doing a theme month. We're going to be doing uh, vampire movies all month. It's kind of a cool down from the October thon. So look forward to that too. Uh but yeah so thank you very much uh and there's a good chance there'll be a streams after midnight this month uh in fact we did one last year even though we weren't over the goal on patreon so i guess even yeah even if we're not over the goal come october we'll still probably do it but uh you know streams after midnight uh check out twitter uh for time and day and all that stuff uh but that is a stream that me and tim will do together we'll watch a movie with the audience and uh yeah have some fun make some jokes you know that's what it is true so there you go. That is uh, <coughs> that has been Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time. Bitch. Mm-hmm.